Edo, welcome to the first No Choftis match review of the season. As you guys know, we lost 2-0 to Aris. Roy and I will be discussing the match, talking about various incidents, our favourite moments, our least favourite moments, and we'll be bringing up your comments right on the screen. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell your nunna. And so it begins. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been a minute, hasn't it? Well, it's been a yeah. minute since Roy and I did something together. How you doing, my guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, got back. Uh, uh, it's been not a long time ago. Okay. Yo, nada más, en más que amendi harin. Na, nada más harisim yannigi simeran aksedisen di sezon me yannigin esto senan. Θες μόνο ποιος είναι υποτιμημένος τα τελευταία χρόνια. Αλλά η αλήθεια είναι ότι I, I haven't seen something that surprised me today, if I'm being really honest. Uh, I know we've, we've discussed uh, before uh, that we're going to try and be a bit more of the positive guys that we were in the first uh, season that we were doing the pod and tried to concentrate mostly on the positives. Uh, but at the same time, we're, we're going to be honest and we're going to say things the way we see them. Uh, people might agree or disagree, but uh, overall, I'm, uh, I'm going to try and, and be positive. But at the same time, I'm going to say what I, I really thought. And uh, the result and the overall performance wasn't far from what I expected today. What about you still? Uh, how yeah, are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good, given the circumstances. But yeah, first of all, thank you, Roy, for being my co-host for the beginning of season four. I can't believe that we've actually stuck out with this long to this man. <laughs> unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. It's mad. It's absolutely mad. But look, I don't like starting uh, podcasts in a sullen way i don't like it contrary to what some people believe they think that we get off on you know you know on, on omonia losing you know they think it's yes omonia lose so no trophies are going to be so happy because the clicks and the views are going to be up <laughs> some people are just baffling but look at the end of the day right um it's been a, an incredible ride this podcast and I, i'll be honest and i'm just going to say it because i, I don't want to i don't want to catch Roy off guard again like what I did the other day but we had the discussion Roy Pedro and I and I actually felt that it was time for me to take a step back from doing this because we I I, I believed that the Greek speaking element was more important for the views was more important for the progression of this podcast and I kind of felt that we were, I was making it a little bit stale. But fortunately, Roy and Pedro were the cool heads in this situation. And not that they took me out of it, but they made me see sense. And there's a lot of things that I've done, <laughs> I'm not going to go into, the past uh, few months, which have obviously hurt the brand, hurt the, the product, hurt the podcast, and uh, hurt the club as well. And it was never my intention to do so. 
unfortunately, I'm still at the naivety stage and still the learning stage of the Cypriot culture. And what I sometimes do and say doesn't fly in Cyprus. It flies in the UK. It flies like a bird. <laughs> like a Nelly Furtado. I'm not going to start singing. I can't sing for shit. Um, but as Roy said, we're going to be more level-headed this season, irrespective of the results. I, I'm not going to fly off the handle like I did last season. Because again, I think I was struggling to control my emotions a lot of the time. Especially when you do live podcasts, it's very, very difficult to stay level-headed. And especially after a loss and, and a big loss, whether it be against them lot or Aris or Salamina or whichever teams we lost against last season. It's very difficult to, to stay level-headed. And, you know, Roy is very, very open and honest 99.99999% of the times, apart from the 1% one, 1 that he's sitting on the toilet seat and he doesn't tell me the truth. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's right in saying that what we do straight after a game is, is incredible, given that we try to be balanced but control our emotions straight after full time. No other pods do it. And perhaps we're masochists, perhaps... I don't know what's wrong with us, but we just love doing it and we love talking to, to you guys and doing this pod. So that's the opening um, higgy hagger that I've, I've done and I'm not going to go into it anymore. This season, as I said, we're going to be more positive about things. And judging by today's performance, it was a little bit iffy, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. My main concern, and, and this is something I don't want to... I don't want to be that guy and start off you know, on a rant or, or just laying into people left, right and centre. I don't want to do that. But I see a few parallels from last season's Super Cup. And by that, I mean, we were playing the ball well. There were moments where we held the ball well. There were moments where we got in behind the, the back four. But just that final ball wasn't right or the finish wasn't right. Now, you could argue these players are still learning each other because we've had some new signings in the team. We've obviously never played this 11 before, clearly. It's a brand new 11 or a competitive game. Anyway, in fact, to be honest, did we even play this 11 in a preseason game? I don't remember. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember. So it's easy to be very, very critical about the performance and, and about certain players. And... I don't want to be that guy. But Roy, before I let you say what you have to say, bro, um, if you look at my username here, Morgan Brown is my dad. This, this is a, a joke that Morgan and I have between us. And today I messaged him. I said, right, if if we beat you, I'll get your fanella. If you beat us, I have to do this. Well, Morgan, as you guys are probably aware right now, has become a very good friend of mine. And... It was a bit bittersweet today because obviously it was it was great to see my friend on the pitch and great to see him be a, a match winner. But to see him go off injured, the manner in which he got injured, and look, Kasama, I don't think he meant it, okay? I don't think he meant that challenge, but it was reckless. And he could have broken his ankle. He might have ankle ligament damage. Inshallah, it's not serious. I'm just hoping that it's just bruising and it'll be fine. But this is a problem that we're going to have with this player. And again, 
I don't want to be that guy to to shit from a great height, but he did this twice on his debut last season against Agrida, and he's got some very strange yellow cards last season, and he needs to buck up his ideas because he might put in a, uh, another nasty challenge and get sent off, and we're going to be down to 10 men, and we're going to be chasing games. And this is something that he needs to get in his head because I'm not just saying this for, for Morgan's sake or the... the the uh, safety of opponents or or his own teammates. This is reckless. It's irresponsible. And I don't know whether it's just a lack of concentration or just being clumsy. He needs to cut this out of his game because we're going to suffer as a result. I don't know what you think, bro. Firstly, I'd like to uh, apologize if there's music in the background. There's a a flat here, an apartment that's having a party. So you might be listening to music while I'm talking. Um, okay, as far as uh, Morgan's concerned, let's just hope that his injury is not uh, very serious. I want to wish him a quick recovery. Um, okay, I, I, I was planning on starting a little bit different. Uh, I deliberately left some messages behind because... I want to put them later on when we're gonna. It's gonna help us discuss more. So I didn't ignore any of the messages. I just chose to put up some messages that said hello and uh, stuff like that. But I left the other ones that have uh, an opinion about the game. But I'm gonna start with the one that Thassos put on, and it was gonna be my introduction uh, for tonight's game. Uh, today was the. Two teams that the uh, the champions versus a team that ranked sixth. And uh, we had three changes in, in comparison to, let's say, last year, three new players, I'd say. Koulibaly, uh, Cipriano, and uh, uh, our, our Osemedo, Osemedo other than that, the other eight players were the same as last year. The, the trick this season for me is that we need players who obviously are going to stay in, in the squad to step up. Uh, so it's very important. Uh, like I said before, when we ranked first and we won the league, I said that it's very important that the players who are really good remain on the same level or, or step up. Uh, this this year, uh, what I'm trying to say is that no matter how many players we bring in, uh, it's crucial and very important that uh, a lot of players who have been in the squad for a few years now, uh, it's important to step up and uh, I'm going to name them as well. I'm pretty sure they, they also know who we're talking about, but I'm talking about Miletic, I'm talking about Lang, I'm talking about... Uh, uh, Jan, I'm talking about Kasama, I'm talking about Bezos, I'm talking even the youngsters, Hambos, Loizos, uh, Zahariu, who's trying, you know. So there's Omonia ha has got some players, you know, and uh, unless they step up, it won't be easy for the new players as well to make the difference. So I'm going to start with that, that uh, two months ago, Panogado, the same teams, the one was a uh, uh, a product slitri or malaji. Ali danechti nemen gibeluchos. Allah 
uh, I think we saw that in the pitch today. I'm not saying it was a game that the first team played against the six. I think we've narrowed the gap. I think we did have spells which were okay. I could see a bit of the potential. And like I, I said last year and the year before, we need to be not 100% ready uh, as if being in top form, but you have to be 100% ready for, for the time being, for, for the circumstances you have now. And I'm sure that, or I'm hoping that the team's going to improve, whether that is uh, if the, the team starts to get to know each other, they gel more. Uh, we're going to obviously bring in some new players as well. But more importantly, is uh, for me, like I always say, is that the 11 who play together need to have the chemistry, need to have the identity, the character to, to be a, a, a good team. So this was my impression. I think the overall result was, was fair. The most crucial moment, I think, was when uh, uh, Kareem hit the crossbar. I think if we equalized there and the game had gone to penalties, maybe we would have won it. I'm not going to over-exaggerate and I'm not going to get panicked and say, oh my God, you know, we've got a, a European, European game in uh, less than a week and uh, I haven't seen what I wanted to. But obviously, uh, when you lose 2-0, uh, no matter when this happens, you can't be very pleased. But as we said, and as we promised, we're not going to concentrate on that just yet. Uh, and we're going to discuss more about the game. So starting the game, what do you make of the lineup, Restel? The lineup didn't surprise me. In all fairness, the system didn't surprise me. I, to be honest, I half expected Militic to start with uh, Koulibaly at the back, probably because I saw more of him in preseason than I did of Lang. But what I will say, bro, and I think we touched on this last season and the year before, Adam Lang is a very good defender when he has someone with better ability beside him. Do you remember we had this Govenda? And Maybe. it was obvious when Lufner was there, who out of the two was the, I don't want to use the word, but the superior one out of the two. Okay. I, the I leader. Want to use... let's, say, let's say the yeah. leader or the coordinator or, you yeah. know. The... Let's go with that. Let's go with that. And throughout this game, I think Lang had a very good game with Koulibaly beside him. Now, Koulibaly, all right, up until the second goal, I think he was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. He was winning the ball in the air. He was reading the game well. He was getting forward. There was one moment where we had a throw-in, I believe, and he ran like 70 yards back to track a runner. Guy's got bags of pace. But the one thing I will say about him, and again, this is a learning curve for him, I think he doesn't understand the level of Cypriot football yet. Clearly he doesn't because he hasn't played in this league before. And some of the passes that he was making were very, there's a lot of swag in his passes. It was very, I don't know the word to use. I wouldn't say arrogant, but he had this, this air of, you know, a ball playing centre-back, which is great. Don't get me wrong. We need the ball playing centre-back. He can bring the ball out of defence. Overly confident, maybe. 
Yeah, I'd say that. And if you look at the second goal where he gave the ball away, he tried to play it to Bash, and it was very nonchalant, the pass. And I think, again, that's that's part of the learning curve because perhaps he, he, he felt that would be a good enough pass, but he didn't read the game well and it was intercepted. This is one thing that I'm a little bit concerned about in terms of him not understanding the level of this league because we've we've heard it from Matt, we've heard it from various people that have played in the Barathlima. It's not that easy out there, believe me. You know, Stefan Shepovic told me this. It's not an easy league. And this is a guy that's played in La Liga. So when men like that are telling you that it's, it's a difficult league, you got to listen to it and you got to pay attention to what they say. So, you know, there, there were several moments where I was very, very impressed with him. Very impressed with him. Not just his, his pace. I don't want to just say he's, he's a pace merchant. But in terms of his passing, he's bringing, bringing the ball out from the back, his awareness. He's not afraid to, to try a square ball or a, or a diagonal ball. So I think up until the goal, he, he was fantastic. Adam Matthews' first half was sensational. I'm a little bit worried that he came off with... He, he was wincing a bit before he came off. I don't know if you saw... I think there was an opportunity where... I think it was what Babika took a shot and Fabi saved it. And they went out for a corner and Matthews was like jogging away. And you could see he was wincing. So it, it wasn't a little bit of pain. He was struggling. So I hope he, it's not a serious injury. I hope it's just a knock and he, he's ready for, for the next game. I think, uh, sorry, because it was the same with Kusu. And the truth is that when uh, Matthews uh, was substituted on the on the radio, on the TV, they said that uh, actually Lois, uh, it was going to be um, Semedo who was going to be subbed and uh, the new Serbian guy was going to take his position. But then it was Matthews who left and then obviously Zaha went right back. And uh, that's why uh, I think that maybe he, he, he did get uh, a bit of a slight knock or I don't know what it is. I don't, let's not forget that like, I'm not the plus proponesis. It was the same with Kusu. I think they, they subbed Kusu as well yeah, because he right. felt... So let's just hope that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have them because let's not forget that also if Matthews is not ready, uh, Psaltis is not ready as well. He, yeah. He's yeah, been so out. will probably be Milicic right back or be, Lang right back. Yeah, it will be a bit of an issue there, not having a traditional right right back yeah. uh, there. But we'll wait and see. Yeah. So, yeah. but so yeah, yeah I think I think first I think first half Matthews was sensational. You know, the other day I was I was doing a stream and someone said they were worried about the the cohesion and the chemistry between Loizu and and Matthews. Well, I'll tell you what, the first twenty minutes of that game, I saw Loizu and and Matthews doing some very good interplay work by the byline. There was one moment where they get, did a give and go where Matthews played it to Loizu, Loizu played it to Karim. Karim then played Matthews through and he, he tried to put it across the goal and it was a little bit behind Semedo and, and Gagulli. Um, that was in the 13th minute, if anyone's want to watch it, because I've, I've made notes. I always make notes, as you can see. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Matthews had a good first half. Second half, I think, maybe, as you mentioned, the weather, the fatigue, and he has trimmed down a lot. I don't know if you noticed this. He, he looks very trim. So he's lost a lot of whatever it was. So perhaps he's been working double hard in, in training, whatever. As for the midfield, well, look, Kasama was occupying that role that Bash plays, right? I need to show you something, actually. Can I, can I bring up a video clip? Can I do this? For I, sure. I don't know if, if, if anyone wants to see this because I, I, was, I was looking at something the other day and it was a comparison of Mix and Bash, okay? 
And I don't want to shit on Mix because he's not here. And on top of that, he, he was a good player for us. But people don't realise the importance of Bash and what he offers to this club and the team in terms of his movement, his spatial awareness of what he does in front of the back four. Because Kasama was kind of occupying that defensive midfield role in the first half. And, you know, the centre-backs would, would split and then Kasama would go in between them and he'd be trying to play balls, kind of like a third centre-back. Yeah. But the thing is, he wasn't doing what Bash does. And I'm, I'm about to give you the, these examples. It's only like a, a minute and a half long, right? But it might take me a couple of minutes just to, just to explain. So okay. this is um, this is the cup final, right? And as you can see, this is Mix highlighted, right? Lesiax takes the throw in, right? And look at where Mix is. Now, the throw might not be a good one, right? But keep watching Mix. He traces the ball. He doesn't win it. But look at his running. Look how quick, well, look how slow he is to get back. Okay, he's jogging back at this point. Okay, that, that isn't what you'd see with Bash, right? Now, this is the next clip. Same, same clip from the final, right? You've got the back four lined up perfectly there. We've got our four midfielders, right? And the furthest forward is mixed. And I don't know whether this is intentional, but what you'll notice is how Mix doesn't occupy the space in between where he is and where the referee is and closest to the center forward. Right. So again, this this is what Bash does. He occupies these spaces very, very well. Look at Mix now. He's very slow to, to win it. And now if he's got back in time, either track that runner, no problem. Now, this is what Bash does very well. Bash came on uh, second half. He only had 20 minutes because he wasn't 100% fit. But what he's done in this one, he's, he's identified that Kass has got the ball, but he knows that there's a man behind him. But what he does so well is that not only does he identify the runner behind him, he also identifies Kassa's run. And what he will do is that he will adjust his body shape and force Kassa diagonal. He's got nothing. See, look, what he's done, he's forced him to go diagonal. That's it. And he's shut him off. These are the things that you see with Bash that other, other players don't do. Now, again, this is the preseason game. This is where Bash is now. He's just uh, past the halfway line. Okay. Balls come back, goes to Lang, and then it goes to Koulibaly. And look where Bash ends up. He's there, right? Give and go, moves forward, looks, he scans the pitch as well. He looks around. If you keep watching him, he actually scans. He looks at the pitch. He's actually pointing where he wants the ball. He looks like a third centre-back now, right? He's, he's giving options. Now, what does he do? He plays the ball to, I think, was it Gussel that gives a give and go, gives it to uh, Matthews, give and go. This is what I'm saying about having a player with energy and, and awareness of the pitch. We don't have anyone else that can do that, right? We don't have anyone else can do that. So when I saw Kasama playing that defensive midfield role, I said, look, he ain't bash. Now, it's not fair to compare, compare but the fact is he cannot do that role. Gusu cannot do that role. Humble cannot do that role. This is why I keep saying that bash is levels ahead of a lot of players in this league. Because it's very rare to see a player like him to do that. Sarfot doesn't do that because he, he's further forward. He's further forward. But what Bash gives us is that protection in front of that back four. So he's like Angolo Kante. When I say it, I'm not, I'm not like bigging him up to this level. But when you see how he plays and his awareness and what he knows in, that's in front of him and his constant scanning, he's a different level. So when I saw Kasama in that, that team with Gusso, I thought... We're going to struggle here, not only from the defensive um, protection standpoint, but also moving the ball forward, right? And this goes on to what I'm going to say about the, the midfield four. It was a 4-4-2. Four, four, 
Now, when you're playing a 4-4-2 against the likes of Adis, who have got two very good holding midfielders, they've got Zoke and Morgan Brown. Both of them can win the ball, but they can also distribute the ball. Okay, so you're going to need someone that can either match them or occupy that space that they're in to ping the ball around. Karim weren't dropping deep enough for my liking. Neither was Gagulli. So you can't play them two up front against the likes of Aris. You can do it against your Doxa. You could do it against perhaps the teams that aren't going to be in and around the top six. You can do that because you're more direct. But when you're playing your Aris, when you're playing your Abolon, when they have the two holding midfielders there, you need that Degari. You need that guy that can, that can get in the pockets of space, that is able to give and go, spin the ball off, hold the ball up, or at least create. And Karim and, and Gagulit together won't work in these derby games. That's my honest opinion. Okay? Now, this leads me on to my issue with Semedo in the 4-4-2. Semedo in the 4-4-2, especially today, he wasn't doing the role of a winger. And when you're playing a 4-4-2, a traditional 4-4-2, your wingers need to be wingers. You cannot have an inverted winger in a 4-4-2. That's my honest opinion. And that's what Semedo was doing a lot. He was dropping central, very central. So effectively, we had Karim, Gagulit, and, and Semedo. And the outlet on the left-hand side was on at times, but they doubled up on, um, on Cipriano. And it was difficult for the lad to, to deliver the ball. When we switched to a 4-2-3-1 second half with Bezos as a 10, notice that Semedo had a lot more joy down that left-hand side because he was out wide. He was hugging the touchline. He was playing off the defender's shoulder. We need to be doing that more. And again, I'm worried that this 4-4-2 system isn't going to be good for Semedo. But if that's the system that, that Sofroni wants, Semedo needs to adapt to it. So it's, in this situation, it's not give and take. Yeah? Loizo, I think first 20 minutes was good. He was tenacious. He was winning challenges. He was getting forward. But then there were times where Karim was getting frustrated with him. There was one moment just before half time where Karim's got the ball on the edge of the box and he's tried to lay it off to Loizo, but Loizo was about 10, 15 yards away from him and the ball went out for a throw in. And I saw him giving him the instructions and saying, come closer to me. I can't, I can't do everything. So again, it's all about learning. Gagulli was... Look, he, he was anonymous first half. Uh, and again, I think if he'd have stayed on second half in a 4-2-3-1, especially with those opportunities when Semedo was getting in behind and pulling the ball back, that perhaps times where Karim wasn't, was a, like half a yard slower, maybe Gagoli would have got to that. But then again, the one opportunity that Karim had, he hit the bar. I don't think it was a bad performance, Roy. I'm not going to lie, but that 4-4-2 system really worried me first half because, again, I'm sorry to go off on a tangent here and I'll let you say we have to say after this. We had the 4-4-2, but the problem that we had was our two central midfielders and our two centre forwards was about a 20-yard distance. And that allowed the two holding midfielders of, of Aris to dictate the tempo every time the, the ball went in that, that final third, the Sabutio line. Do you remember Sabutio, that game, Roy? I don't know if you ever played it, yeah? You know that Grammy that you have in front of the, the yeah? That's that's the final third. And th they were so compact and they were so dominant. But when we went to the 4-2-3-1, different story. Gusso was playing a little bit higher up the pitch. Bezos was there. The interplay was good, all right? Kasama was, yeah. But when Bash came on, we saw the movement. We saw the interplay. This is obviously a learning curve. But, listen, first game, 
I can't draw too many negatives out of it. I can't draw too many positives. But as you said, when Simic came on, we looked good on that right-hand side. And I think he's going to add an extra dimension to us. There you go. I'm going to let you continue for maybe 30 more seconds because all habits die hard. I'm going to go get another beer and I'm going to come ready to, to speak my mind. I don't know if oh, you want to put up any, Here we go again. Any, <laughs> any, of the any of the messages. I'll bring them up. I'll bring them up. Yeah, and, and, and discuss a few of the messages. In the meantime, I want to, I want to check if she loses or anything, but uh, I'll be back in uh, 30 seconds. No worries. No worries. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> it's just a pre-game. It didn't look bad. Stay positive. Thursday's a big game for us. I agree, Alex. If you remember last season, we played our first... Uh, it, was a, it was the Super Cup game against Abolon. We lost our rag. And the next game was Ghent. And the rest is history. So, yeah. Yanna, Yanna, ya Baba. There you go, Yanna. My Sharpel. There you go. I can sing a little bit. Hello, Yanna I don't know you. I haven't seen your face before. Are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? Are you in our, any of our groups? Yanna. We need to know these things. Yanna is our super fan. Guys, like. Excuse me. Da -da -da. Need another three top level players in order to compete with the likes of Aris and Buffer. We do have a strong bench. Johnny, which positions would you improve, my friend? Come on. Hola, senores y señoras. Thasso, the Frenchman. We were okay. I think we would be better than last season, though. Not sure by how much. We need some more options up front and for them to learn each other's game. Absolutely. And it's still a learning curve for a lot of these players, especially the new ones who don't quite know what system that they're going to be playing or their instructions and they need to learn each other. I think it's great that, that we have a left back that Fabi can communicate with. <laughs> Do the pain! So, yeah. That's what people... Oh, okay, we've done this one already, Thasso. We're giving you too much too much uh, coverage on this one, my guy. Sorry. It was Spilevsky, that one. Lines were tight and close. Well, that's that's the Spilevsky way, isn't it? He likes to play that counter-attacking football, and that's what got them some big victories last season, especially with the pace that they had with Babika Mayambela. What a finish that was, by the way. Mayambela's goal. Um, I, 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 listen, sorry. Semedo should have shut him down, but again, I'm not going to go into that. That was, that was on Semedo. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty cool still. Uh, what do you think, Roy? Is that the problem? Is that the problem? If you look at the number of players in 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 the number ως έναν ιδιαίτερο πρόβλημα. Δηλαδή, που τη στιγμή που έπαιζε σε ένα σύστημα που πάνω κάτω έπαιζε στο Πέρσι με το Σοφρόνι και είχες παίχτες που ξέρουν τα θέλω του Σοφρόνι, δεν το δέχουμε το πράγμα, ότι τα θέμα νομιογένειας. Που την άλλη, κοίτα, I don't want to, I repeat, δεν θέλω να κάτσω τα μέσα να συγκεντρώνουμε στα αρνητικά και να αρκεψω που το πρώτο παιχνίδι που έπαιξαμε τώρα στην ασπίδα να, να κακομελετώ και να λέω, κανένας δεν επέτυχε που τον ε, Ιούλιν. Ε, δηλαδή, ε, κάθε, κάθε λίους μήνες ένα εκτιμάται. Ακόμα, δεν είμαστε μια ομάδα που έκαμε όλες τις, τις μεταγραφές, πιθανόν να υπάρχουν και άλλα ιές, αλλά μην ξεχνάμε ότι επέζαμε με μια ομάδα 
no, but six of six of the eleven were regulars last season. Six of the starting yeah. eleven were regulars. Yeah, but that's half the team. Whereas Omonia, I think Omonia approached the game a lot more seriously in the sense that I'll be surprised if there's going to be a lot of changes in our first European game. You know what I'm saying? What, let, let, let me ask you a question. Actually, yeah. this, this is a question I wanted to ask you. Thinking about it full time, did the opponents that we played compared to Aris in preseason have something to do with this. And I'll tell you, uh, uh, let me explain my reason. If you look at the, the level of the opponents that Aris faced at preseason, they played Dinamo Kiev, they played the, a team in Austria, and they played, who else did they play? They played one more team. But these Italian, teams... Italian Italian team. I can't remember. I think they played against... Remember. No, well, ba- Buffalo played Sassuolo. Buffo. It was Buffalo. Oh, and they're playing Udinese. So they played Dinamo, Dinamo and Dinamo Kiev. Yeah, they played yeah. Dinamo Kiev and they played a, an Austrian team. I can't, can't remember which. So, what I'm asking is that if you look at the level of the opponent we faced in our preseason compared to the ones that Aris did, it seems to me that Aris were a little bit better prepared when it came to the match fitness and the, the competitiveness because they were playing better teams and better opponents. Do you think that had something to do with perhaps? Austria Vienna, thank you very much. So, do you think that that perhaps had something to do with maybe how we played today in terms of the intensity? Because it still seemed that we were in preseason mode, whereas Aris were, even though it wasn't a their strongest eleven. Actually, no, it was seven out of the eleven that were regulars. If you want to add Stepinski, who came off the bench at the time, so would you say that Aris were better prepared for this game than us in that respect? Um. I can't say it 100%, but definitely, you know, a lot of times managers want to play uh, games uh, that are with with teams that are better than them because they want to have that intensity. They want to have that, you know, it it wakes you up. Playing games against teams of that caliber, you know, uh, wakes you up a lot earlier, if you know what I'm, if it makes sense. You know, you you get into that. fighting mode you you it helps your concentration your intensity your physicality so i think in that sense it did help but on the other hand i don't know you know like i'm not at the place probonisis i don't know the training how it was but definitely uh if we had played against opponents of that caliber i think we would have been more prepared today for for this game mm. yeah uh in that sense, uh, at this point, uh, I want to say two things. To end an NOD, if we make a don't go see Xiaoma, what a fellow to rise on an in the like Sostora, Jetualon, a Miapisimian, we never see good on Goya in Garta, Filaflu, when the affairable lingos mon, Yanaginos, you go, a paradisitis is here, this cartas, Filaflu, Gipragos organismos, uh, Astridis Monaginonio, this hideous is Tavenis cartas, Filaflu, Paradine, the Mexicate hotelos to Septebriu to Costria. 
έτσι ούτως ώστε να δοθεί κανοβητικός χρόνος στο φιλάθλο κοινό να προβεί σε ανανέωση πριν τη λήξη της κάρτας. Το σύστημα ανανέωσης της κάρτας φιλάθλου θα τεθεί σε λειτουργία περί τα μέσα Αυγούστου και σε ημερομηνία που θα ανακοινώσει ο οργανισμός στις επόμενες μέρες, μαζί με λεπτομέρειες σχετικά με τη διαδικασία ανανέωσης. Σημειώνεται ότι με την έκδοση της νέας κάρτας φιλάθλου ισχύ της προηγούμενης κάρτας θα τερματίζεται αυτόματα. Είναι κάτι που ενδιαφέρει ένα αρκετό κόσμο, ειδικά τώρα που κοντεύκουν και τα ευρωπαϊκά, οπότε αν ήθελα να το πω τούτο. Και το άλλο ήταν, keep the likes coming. Bro, there's a comment here. You know, okay, I understand that the right wing is a concern. And I don't think we can rely heavily on Loizu and Zaha throughout the season. I think that's where Simic is going to play, in all fairness. I think that that, that is Simic against Loizu. And I'm just going to repeat what you said earlier about players needing to Sorry, step up. Can I, I say something? Because yeah. I think you misunderstood the message. I think they were talking about Matthews and Psalti. I think okay. mostly about right backs. If I exigademas annen la tricks, is it? You were talking about the right backs or all or the line? Γιατί γραμμίνι μιλάτε για Μάθιους και ψάλτης σαν επιλογές right-back επειδή πιο μπροστά τώρα νομίζω και με το σέρβο που πιάσαμε και τον Λοίζον δεν ξέρω ποιον είναι να πιάσεις και ποιον είναι να αφήσεις έξω ας πούμε. Αλλά Σίμιτς είναι utilized like a 10 and Bezos is an 8. I don't know, but obviously there are... They've got plans for these players, so it's, it's easy to um, to speculate. But I just want to go back to something you said earlier in terms of mentioning certain players and, and how they need to step up. I think now this season is going to be make or break for a lot of these players. And the reason I say this is because before there wasn't a sporting director with a strategy on how the club should move forward and looking at the squad. Now, it is clear to see that Jansen hasn't isn't going to come in, look at the squad and say he's going to go, he's going to go, he's going to go. Because by doing that, you're upsetting the apple cart. You're upsetting the the squad cohesion. So what he's doing, he's probably going to give players time to basically prove him right. This is what I think anyway. So I don't think he's going to go on this assault to get rid of players until at least at the earliest January. I can't see a, 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 a big exodus this summer. I can maybe see one or two leaving in January, possibly, possibly. But next summer is going to be big because we've got a lot of players out of contract. So I think he's going to use this season as like the experimental phase, which I don't blame him. But again, looking at the options that we have right now and the players that he's brought in in terms of the quality, that's the level. And don't forget other clubs in this league are improving. Let's, let's not forget it. We, we said it last season about clubs improving. This summer, the clubs have improved even more. So I'm sure he's looking at the, the squad and thinking, right, there are standards. And if certain players ain't going to step up, then they're going to go. He's going to be ruthless, man. So it's make or break for a lot of players. Even, yeah. ones, that think, even ones that think that they're, they're nailed on. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, some players not leaving the squad this year had to do with the fact that they, they're under contract. Because, okay, uh, a lot of people might say that Babastavru staying and uh, bringing back that stability in the club and uh, removing that uncertainty that we had 
uh, is going to help them maybe in a more healthy environment concentrate more. But on the other hand, Baba Stavro is not a guy who likes to splash his money left, right and centre. So he shows that he wants to give opportunities to people because let's get it straight. If, for example, I'll, I'll give an example and the numbers might not be real. I, I don't know. But if, for example, Baba Stavro said, okay, here, you've got two and a half million to do whatever you want, whether that is bringing new players, buy them, pay, pay teams, give contracts or compensate players who are going to leave. So if for the sake of the conversation, we said we want seven players who are under contract to leave, well, a lump sum of that money would have gone just to compensate players and, and then the quality of the ones you would have brought in wouldn't have been the same. Because sure. let's get it straight, money helps you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to succeed if you've got the highest budget. It needs Football is not one thing. It's a lot, a lot of small things put together and it's a puzzle. That's why we say there's no secret recipe to, to success. It's not as if, you know, if, if everyone does the same thing, everyone's going to succeed. So in, in that sense, I think, okay, it's important that players step up. And that's how I started the pod. If you remember, I said that and I named players that need to step, step the fuck up. And uh, actually, there's a message I got. Uh, I, I can't keep up with the messages. I tried not to put everything today in an attempt to discuss different things. But, you know, there's so many messages. And thank you, guys. Thank you. It's almost 12 o'clock and there's 133 people watching us. Mashallah. Kios loizu rero yeshifkyo khrangyanaga endibode. Ego file dudon buipan odi medo simich buirten. Jeto loizu stadexia. Donartijonas tritos ενδεκαλάτος right winger θεωρώ το υπερβολή που τη στιγμή που θεωρώ ότι χρειαζόμαστε σε άλλες θέσεις παίχτες εγώ θεωρώ ότι είμαι καλυμμένος σε μεγάλο βαθμό με τον Λοίζον και ο Σίμιτς αν θεωρείτε ότι να παίζεις την χρονιά ενώ συμφωνώ ότι ο Λοίζος μπορεί να μένει την πρόοδο που περιμέναμε όλοι προχτές έγινε 20 χρονών και εγώ δεν ξέρω πολλές ομάδες που είτε ομάδες, είτε επιχειρήσεις, είτε οποιαδήποτε δουλειά που ένας 20 χρονός εγγινός που κουμαντάρει όλη την ομάδα γι' αυτό χαμνάτε ένα κοντό των λοϊζών όχι μεν τον κριτικάρετε, δεν είναι τον πουλαλό να τον κριτικάρετε και να έχει ο καθένας την άποψή του και συμφωνώ και είπα το και εγώ ότι είναι τους παίχτες που πρέπει να ανέβει και ο ίδιος, και είμαι σίγουρος ότι πιθανόν να το ξέρει, επειδή θεωρεί ότι έφτασε πολλά ψηλά, δεν έφτασε πολλά ψηλά. Αλλά το να λαλούμε ότι είναι καμήν τίποτε απολύτως, αν μπούμε μες την διαδικασία, αν πέμουν και ποιοι τα τελευταία δύο χρόνια καμήν πολλά. Όταν με δουν τη λογική. Τώρα, δεν ξέρω, δεν ξέρω, Μιλούμε διάφορες κουβέντες και έτσι δεν τα βάλαμε τα πράγματα όλα σε μια ταξί, αλλά νομίζω εκαλύψαμε κάποια πράγματα. We've done 43 minutes almost, so... We have, we have. Well, look, yeah. I mean, in, in terms of the game itself, my, my honest opinion is that I think we could have done better, especially first half. That, that's my opinion. And the, the big thing that really annoyed me was the fact that Apart from Karim's shot, which hit the bar, we didn't test Fana Alves. There was a little half chance at the beginning where 
where the keeper fluffed his lines a bit and, and Guggle wasn't able to get a, a decent connection on it. But I, I think this goes back to something that we spoke about in Berg's f- uh, the season after we won the league, where we were like, in the final third, we're so wasteful. And we didn't really create much in the final third, first half. And, the, you know, there was, a, you know, Gusso took a shot, which went over the bar in the sixth minute. What else did we have? The, uh, our next shot was when? I'm just, yeah, in, in the 30th minute. So from the sixth minute to the 30th minute, we only had two shots. And that's got to be a concern. And these shots were outside the box. Uh, Cipriano had a shot in the 32nd minute. We had three shots first half. Three shots. So w- w- these these are things that obviously we can improve on. And you could say, yeah, it's the opponent and whatever. But again, first half, we, we, we were very predictable, I believe, anyway. Second half was was a big improvement. Bezos, again, I think someone mentioned Bezos in the chat. Bezos was, well, I think, was brilliant when he came on, in all fairness. And I think he's another player that he actually gets it now, if that makes sense. He seems he seems to be a different player. We saw him in the in the final when he came on, the impact that he made, and he looks happier. I don't know if you saw he he had an he had an interview with Alpha yesterday actually, and he he looked very happy. He looked completely he looked like a different person, character wise, body language. Yeah. So I I think whatever it was last season that he was a, he was going through again, going back to the whole podcast I did about Delhi Ali, I think you know again we need to. Remember that these guys are human and they could have a lot of things going on in their lives for them to to behave or, or play a certain way. And, and it appears that wherever it is that was getting to Bezos last season, it, it, it seems to he seems to have cleaned the, cleared those cobwebs. Cleared the cobwebs. There you go. Yeah. So Ktiba Xilo he continues with, with uh with that form because I think he, he was he was pretty decent when he came on. I think anyway. I, I, I think also Sofronis uh, might have played a role in that because I, I think he he believed in him, and uh, he 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 chose to he he punished him when he had to after the game against Paphos, and then he gave him the opportunity again. So you know, may, maybe he even thought, you know, I should give something back. Um, that's an, a, another message from Omonia Edits. Let's not forget Panayotis Eragovic. Okay, Eragovic is not going to be back for m- maybe this this season. Realistically, is over for Arakovic. I'll be surprised if, you know, if by January, let's say he's getting closer to being a bit more fit or whatever, it's going to show he's he's younger in comparison to Jordi and Ernest, and he's younger, and we'll see. But, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to check αν είσαι δηλώσεις που δικούς μας παίχτες ή προπονητές για να αθκευάσω and then I'd like to ίσως να το κλείσουμε με, με ένα yeah. πιο positive note θέτικα, αρνητικά, yeah. κατέγραψε αρκετά Have, have you got them? Uh, I'm trying to find because uh, oh, you, While you do that, I'll bring up this comment yeah. There's one comment about Gusso uh, In the final third, he needs to improve Many times he can give a pass an unmarked player but he has his head down Now I'm going to be straight up with you lot. And I don't think Gusso had a very good game today. Okay. And this isn't people going to go, oh, here we go. Look, for me, Gusso is an enforcer. Okay. When I spoke to Baba Dagi, he said the guy's physical fitness is incredible. He's a beast. He's a Hulk. 
right? For me, he isn't the guy to maraud forwards and play this number eight role. He needs to sit and protect, and he can do that well. He can do that very, very well. And don't forget, he started off as a defender. So why on earth would you give him an attack-minded role? Now, the problem that we have is because we have someone like Bash there who can do the dirty work and do it very well. You know, <laughs> I, I, I can't say enough about Bash, to be honest. And anyway, I'm not going to carry on with that. So Gusso is in a very uncomfortable position in that respect, because do you play him in that eight role and expect him to maraud forward and be a battering ram and, and create... Or do you say, bro, you need to sit on the bench because we need someone to occupy that number eight role. Now, look, again, I don't want to be bashing anyone, but Bash is going to be the the, the number six. He's going to occupy that defensive midfield role. Unintended? So be... Yeah. <laughs> bashing so, anyone. We're not bashing anyone. Yeah, bash. <laughs> so if we're going to go with a 4-2-3-1 this season, then it's clear that Gusso isn't going to be the guy to play that number eight role. It could be Humbo. It, God, it could be Kasama. It might even be Bezos. And we might see Simic as the number 10. The good thing that we have at the moment is we've got variation. It's not as if we, we, we're turning around looking at the squad and say, in the midfield, across the wings, across the centre, we don't have options. We've got a lot of options. Okay, And if we get a situation sorted with Barker for, that, for him to go... Or maybe he's here to stay. I don't know. Again, I don't know anything about He's He's not not going to stay. So they're going to work out something for him to go, which which means we can bring in another player to take the foreign role, right? Yeah. Yeah? So, again... It depends. We we can have 17 players, but uh, from what I heard, Omonia was going to... So if whether they opt to, to do that later on in the stage, because let's not forget that the Metagraphic September in comparison to other seasons where they are in August, September Metagraphic. By the way, I've got a question you might be able to answer because again, I'm not sure about the, the rules in Cyprus, but if Barker isn't registered with the squad. Yeah. Does that mean he doesn't take up a place? Yep. Exactly that. So he hasn't been registered with his squad, which means he doesn't take up a place. Okay. That's, yeah, that's you just you just you just pay him without him taking up a Okay, so all our money do is just we, we own his registration. Okay, that's that's fine. So effectively, you know, there is that chance where if we do get him off the books, then we can still bring in a player, but as you said, they're, they're saving a place. And Bro, it goes back to what happened last season. Remember, Ghent, we, we brought in Bezos, was it just before or after the first leg? I can't remember. It was before, wasn't it? Because he, he, he had, didn't he come on against Ghent? I can't no, remember. actually, I, I think Bezos came. Uh, we already, he, he had played in some games because uh, you remember he, he played for Ghent and we were discussing that and then he played against Ghent. Yeah, so he, he did, came on in the, yeah. So he didn't start the game, I think, but he came on as a sub or something like that. He came on. So I think we still need to be a little bit more chilled when it comes to the Medagrafes because people have been saying we need the right winger, we need this, we need that. Clearly, the club is trying to bring in a centre forward because there's the lad in Morocco. It's not going to happen. I'm just saying it's not going to happen. 
but you know clearly the, the, the club is trying to to bring in a, a striker at least so again this time last season we we're getting vexed we we're getting pissed off about the lack of signings we've got four four players in already four five four five in. Five. Five, so but, five. Yeah, Rakovic is is, is out. Yeah. So, but five, so the potentially five new places. Pot yeah. Potentially a six and a seven. Yeah, a sixth and a seventh signing potential. So look, we we've like, I've been I've been critical of the the administration of how they do things, but we, we need to be fair. I need to be fair on this occasion. The president has has put his money where his mouth is. Grigori's been out of the picture doing what he does best, and that's looking at sponsorships, which is what he was meant to be doing. We've got a sporting director now to focus on the transfers and that side of things. So I don't think any one of us should have the the nerve or the audacity or the temerity to, to say that nothing is being done and they, they've kept their hands in their pockets. We've got no excuses. But on the flip side, the players now have no excuses because they can't hide behind all of the the Higgy hacker that was happening off. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. am I being unreasonable with this? No, you're, it's very logical, and that—that's what everyone believes. That the the excuses are are not there this season for anyone. So yeah. Anyway, uh, guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, and also, Roy, something is happening on the 27th. Do you want to tell the people that are watching? Ναι, βασικά ένα κάμουμε ένα βρεθούμε στο σωματίον του Απόλλωνα Αγίου Παύλου για όσους παρακολουθούν ή όσους ενδιαφέρονται να έρθουν να βρεθούμε μια παρέα να γνωριστούμε εντελώς πάντων με άτομα τα οποία they've been supportive, they've been watching a pod αν όποιος δίποτε που σας θέλει να πάμε να δούμε το παιχνίδι της ομάδας μας, έχει φαΐν, έχει ποτόν. Όποιος ενδιαφέρεται μπορεί να στείλει ένα μήνυμα είστε στο Στέλ, είστε στον Πέτρο, στο Κρίς, σε μένα. Γιατί ώστε στις 25 να πρέπει να δηλώσουμε πώς άτομα είναι να πάμε. Είναι ένα ωραίο νιβέν για να γνωριστούμε και όπου κοντά όσους ενδιαφέρονται. Και να κάνουμε έτσι λιμπαρέα, μπορεί να κάνουμε και λίγα κλίπς, μπορεί να κάνουμε και λίγο live. Ότι μπορούμε να κάνουμε Απλά να είναι ωραία για να γνωριστούμε Μεταξύ μας και που κοντά Οπότε όποιος θέλει επαναλαμβάνω 27 του μήνα Απόλλωνας Αγίου Παύλου Ταβέρνα Αγίος Δοβέτιος Πέτρο Μας θωρείς είπες μου Αγίος Παύλων είπες εσύ Εν το ίδιο Αγίος Δοβέτιος Αγίος Παύλος Ξέρετε Es Pedro isn't watching, I don't think. I think he's watching um, anime porn at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice clip. <laughs> what happened um, to Stella's screen name? Uh, just just watch from the beginning and you, you'll see. <laughs> There's a reason. There's a reason. Ε, προσπάθησα να εύρω τις δηλώσεις του Σοφρόνη και δε, δεν κατάφερα να εύρω. Ε, αλλά έχει δηλώσεις του Χάμπου, ο οποίος είπε ότι για το παιχνίδι σήμερα πιστεύω ότι κάναμε καλή εμφάνιση, όμως ένα σούτ, ένα απίστευτο όμορφο γκολ και ένα δικό μας λάθος μας τύχησε. Ήταν το πρώτο μας επίσημο παιχνίδι, συνεχίζουμε, θα βρούμε τα πόδια μας και θα παίξουμε καλύτερο ποδόσφαιρο. 
Για το αν είναι έτοιμη ομάδα για τα παιχνίδια τα ευρωπαϊκά με την καμπάλα, ναι, πιστεύω ότι κάναμε μια πολύ καλή προετοιμασία. Όλοι δουλέψαμε σκληρά καθημερινά. Αυτή τη βδομάδα θα δουλέψουμε στι προπονήσει για να αντιμετωπίσουμε την καμπάλα. Ναι, είναι μια δύσκολη ομάδα, όμω είμαστε η ομόνια. Το δείξαμε πολλέ φορέ, παίξαμε σε ομίλου. Θα κάνουμε τα πάντα ώστε να προκριθούμε στον επόμενο γύρο. Αυτά βλέπω, προσπαθώ να να βρω κάτι. Δυστυχώ δεν δεν βρίσκω κάπου δηλώσει του τους οφρώνει για να τις διαβάσουμε. Αλλά όπως και να έχει, νομίζω καλύψαμε αρκετά από τα θέματα. Ήταν και το πρώτο παιχνίδι, έχει πολλά πράγματα να... Να πούμε, να πούμε και πολλά άλλα, να έχουμε και το ευρωπαϊκό yeah. την πέμπτη. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah, sure. Because I, 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 want, I want the viewers to, to answer this as well. And you mentioned Sofroni and what he had to say. In terms of what he's brought to the club since coming in. Is everyone happy about it? Because look, again, I, I just reiterate what I've been saying for God knows how long. He wasn't my pick to take the job. I would have preferred Yannick to get more time. But listen, this is football and you just got to deal with it. But in terms of what he's brought to the club, I've been impressed. I'm not going to lie. And um I, I've been proved wrong. Broken clock is right twice a day, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But in, in terms of what he's brought to the club from from a stability perspective, given the players are, appear much happier, and Bedoya, I think Bedoya's done a lot of work in the background tactically. Have you seen anything different to what Sofroni brought the likes of Ayek, them lot, uh, Abolon? Have you seen anything different? To be honest, uh, when I saw him a couple of times, obviously I, di- I, I didn't, I don't really know him as a person, as a character, but I had the opportunity to see him a couple of times and speak to him. He seems, uh, or he tries to be, he, he's a lot more more serious. I don't know if he's, it's an attempt to understand that, because don't, don't get me wrong, what he, he's been through the last few years managing some of the best clubs in the in the island and um, uh, you know going through what he he went through I think has made him a different person as well he's he might be a little bit more careful about what he says he's a little bit more and, and you can see that even with Omonia you remember it was the first or second game against Abuel when he got sent off he changed I think after that as well. So it's important, um, you know. I, I was I was discussing this with my brother when we were watching the game, and I said, I don't agree with people who say that Sofronis is the right person for Omonia, and uh, he plays a style of football that Omonia fans like, and he's the best solution Omonia could have had. But at the same time, I don't. I disagree with people who say he's not good. He's no good. He's a loser. He's all of that. He's a manager that has his takaladu. He goes. He has his advantages and he has his disadvantages. Okay. I'm hoping similarly because let's not get it wrong. I mean, he, he's a he's a young manager. It's not as if he's had 15, 18 years of coaching window career in front of him. He started his career as a Uh, caretaker at Abolon. He did quite well and and what he did at Abolon was really impressive because that Abolon team played one of 
best football I, I remember in the recent years in Cyprus. He managed with Abuel to turn things around. And with Omonia, last year, he, he came at a point where, we, what, what did we want for him? And he did it. Okay, so I repeat, I don't, I, I don't think he's the best manager in the league, but he's better from, other, from others in certain things, and he's got weaknesses. If he manages to, to work on those weaknesses, and like you said, maybe Bendoya is better on, on the tactical point of things. Maybe um, uh, JJ will help him uh, bring in players that maybe if he chose some of the players, the success rate wouldn't have been so good. I don't know. I'm just speculating. But at this point, I want to say something about uh, our technical director. I, I think he has opened up um, I, I, I really think that, you know, you, you can see that just from the market value of some of the players he's approaching is that we've opened up into new markets that maybe in, under different circumstances we couldn't have attracted some of these players. So it's, it shows again that it's important to have a person that has uh, is, is respected other than Cyprus, you know. Well, the, the funny thing is, well, I was speaking to uh, Andreas, who's the Swedish journalist I had on oh. when, when we got JJ. Yeah. And he was saying that in Sweden, they've got the 51% rule, whereby, you know, it's, it's the, the, the fan ownership thing, the fan ownership model. Yeah. And JJ was the only person to oppose it, which made him a very unpopular person in Sweden. Yeah. So if you think about it, if you deep it, the situation that we have, is very similar to what he kind of wanted in Sweden. If you think about it, because we're not fan owned not anymore, anyway. So the model that he wants for clubs for clubs to progress and to be successful is um, is working. Now, the the way I see it is he's not going to change things overnight. As you quite rightly said, he's opened up a new realm for us in terms of our scouting, in terms of looking at players. And I'm pretty sure he's got a dossier of players that he's been looking at yeah. for, for months and months, if not a couple of years. Yeah. I just think we need to approach this with caution as supporters. And by that, I mean, we need to be very patient. We need to be patient, more patient than we've ever been, because this is new to us, if you think about it, because we haven't had this person since, obviously, since Larko, and before that was Fredberg. Okay. Yeah. And the weight of expectation but is... Redberg be... was with the, with the academy. He wasn't with the first team. Yeah, but he, he was overseeing the, the club as a whole, right? So there, there was some, some element of influence throughout the club, I believe anyway, from, from what I understand, from what he was saying anyway. But the thing is, I, I think right now we're... Look, the Brathlima is going to be even more competitive this season. I said it before, and if you look again, you look at the, the clubs like Johan Orthosi and Abolon, even them lot, the, the, yeah. the standard of player that they're bringing in, is clearly going to be a higher level this season than it was last season. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not to say that it's not going to be unpredictable. Yeah. And as yeah. you mentioned with Sofroni, not being like the, I don't know, the ideal coach or whatever, however which way you want to put it, the fact is... We can say all we want about him, but if um, he is the person that the administration believe is, is the man to push us forward, 
that's how it's going to be. Garmiodis has sacked seven, six managers last season. Abolon had seven, yeah. Abolon had four, if you include the, the caretaker. You know, it was only really Abuo and Aris and Ayek that stuck with the, 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 the guy that started the season. No, Sofronis was up well and then Milojevic came. Yeah, well, Sofroni wasn't... Well, when did Sofroni leave? It was after a month, if that? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, if you deep it, Milojevic was practically there for, for nine-tenths the of the season. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, Buffo sacked Berg. They, they had Salgado in. They've got this Spanish guy who we, we don't know how he's going to do because in, in terms of even their transfers, they, they've been pretty quiet, if you think about it. Buffo been very quiet transfer-wise. In comparison to previous years, yeah. Right. So, again, strategies, left, right and centre. So, we need to be very cautious. It's good to be excited. Don't get me wrong. It's brilliant. And to think that we, we could be in with a shout. But the, the bare minimum this season, for me, is to challenge for the title. I don't want to be sixth place. And it will be unacceptable. I'm sorry. This, these are my standards. Yeah. These are my standards. Anyway. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you, Restelmo. Uh, shall we? Yeah, I think we should wrap it up because we've done over an hour and it's past midnight. So, uh, yeah, what I was going to wrap up. Λέω, ο Φίλης πάντα να είσαι όσο πιο έτοιμος γίνεται στο χρονικό σημείο στο οποίο βρίσκεσαι. Ήταν ένα παιχνίδι εναντίον της πρωταθλήτριας ομάδας, η οποία κακά τα ψέματα ετέγγιωσαν και τη χρονιά έτσι με έναν εμφαντικό και δυνατόν τρόπο, είχε σταθερότητα, είχε δύναμη, είχε ποιότητα, είχε βάθος και κατάφερε να το πιάσει δικαία το πρωτάθλημα. Εμείς κατακτήσαμε το κυπέλλο, αλλά είχαμε μια προβληματική εικόνα και αποδόση στο θεσμό του προαθήματος αν και βελτιώθηκε μπρος το τέλος με το σοφρόνινη εικόνα μας. Η ΙΤΑ η σημερινή δεν προσφέρεται για πολλά αυστηρή κριτική όπως δεν θα προσφέρεται ακόμα για να κερδίζαμε. Μια ομάδα κρίνεται, θεωρώ εγώ, με βάση το τι καταφέρνει το Μάη και όχι τι γίνεται τώρα που είναι Ιούλης, είτε τον Αύγουστο, ούτε τον Νιόβριν, ούτε το ακόμα θέλεις και το Φεβράριν ή τον Μάρτιν. Ε, η ομάδα να κρυθεί με το τι είναι να καταφέρει. Θέλω να πιστεύω ότι ε, θα κάνουμε ακόμα κάποιες μεταγραφές που δεν αρκούν από μόνες τους αυτές οι μεταγραφές, είτε δύο είτε τρεις, δεν ξέρω πώς, δεν υπάρχει μαγικό αριθμό ούτε χρήση συνταγή για να φτάσει στην επιτυχία. Πολλά σημαντικό, επαναλαμβάνω, για πολλές τη φορά είναι οι παίχτες οι οποίοι κρατηθήκαν στο ρόστερ να, ανεβα... να ανεβάσουν επίπεδο μαζί με τους που να έρθουν φέτος και να κάνουμε μια ομάδα η οποία θα είναι ανταγωνιστική. Δεν θεωρώ ότι ξεκινούμε ως φαβορή για την κατακτήση του προαθμίνατος, αλλά α, οι απαιτήσει μα όλου σαν ομονιάτες, σίγουρα είναι... Ε, όσο πιο ψηλά στο βαθμολογικό πίνακα και θα πρέπει να ανταγωνιστούμε και ομάδες όπως τον Άρη σήμερα που απόδειξε ότι ακόμα και σήμερα ε, παίζοντας χωρίς την βασική του εντεκάδα ε, ότι ήταν καλύτερος που μας, κακά τα ψέματα. Σημαίνει έχουμε ακόμα να, διανο, να διανύσουμε απόσταση για να φτάσουμε ε, και να, να σμικρύνουμε τις διαφορές επειδή ε, ε, να πω και κάτι το οποίο Νομίζω είχα το πει κάπου προς τα τελευταία πότς που έκαναμε την περασμένη σεζόν. Ε, 
μια ομάδα όταν χτίζεται το καλοκαίρι, τεστάρεται για το τι θα καταφέρει στο τέλος του Μάιεν, όσο με το πρόεδρο θα τεστάρεται η αντοχή, ο χαρακτήρας, η ταυτότητα, η, η ποιότητα, το βάθος, τα αντανακλαστικά, το πώς καταφέρνεις να, να ξεπεράσεις τις δυσκολίες, επειδή σίγουρα δεν μπορεί μια ομάδα να πιένει καλά συνεχόμενα δέκα μήνες. Οπότε θα πρέπει να κάνουμε την υπομονή μας, να, να πιστέψουμε σε την ομάδα που τη στιγμή που υπάρχουν πλέον οι κατάλληλες προϋποθέσεις με την νέα συμφωνία που έγινε, οπότε δεν υπάρχει τούτη αβεβαιότητα που είσαν τις προηγούμενες μήνες. Ήρθε ένας τεχνικός διευθυντής, δείχνουν οι παίχτες οι οποίοι ήρθαν ότι και θα έρθουν ότι να βελτιώσουν την ομάδα. Βάζουμε στοιχεία όπως την ταχύτητα μέσα στο παιχνίδι μας, το οποίο είναι κάτι που μας έλειπε. Και επιπρόσθετα πρέπει οι παίχτες ούλοι να ανεβάσουν το επίπεδο αν θέλουμε, όχι μόνο να είμαστε εμεί καλύτεροι που πέρσι, αλλά να μπορούμε να ανταγωνιστούμε και τις άλλες τις ομάδες, επειδή ανταγωνίζεσαι, δεν παίζεις εναντιόν του αυτού σου, παίζεις εναντιόν άλλων ομάδων και πρέπει να γίνεις καλύτερος και τους άλλους που είναι καλύτεροι που σας, ενάρκει να είσαι απλά έναν καλύτερο version του δικού σου εαυτού πέρσι. Επειδή αν ήρθες πέρσι έκτος και φέτος ήρθες τέταρτος, it's not good enough. Αλλά αυτά, να, να το κλείσουμε με, με λίμ παραπάνω αισιοδοξία, την πέμπτη πέζοντας ευρωπαϊκών, Ελπίζω να φέρουμε το αποτέλεσμα που θα αυξήσει τις πιθανότητες πρόκρισης και όταν να παίξουμε στο σπίτι μας ένα γεμάτο γήπεδο, ο κόσμος να ντιαμε, επειδή ο κόσμος όταν έχει απαιτήσεις πρέπει να έχει και υποχρεώσεις και να μας ντιαμε με μια σωστή νοοτροπία, με θετική ενέργεια, με, 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 με καλόπιστη κριτική για να βοηθήσουμε την ομάδα μας να ανέβει. Αυτά που μενά και πάμε σιλάκα There you go. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. And the final thing that I will say, as a podcast, we are starting to realize more and more that we have a responsibility in terms of what we say, how we behave, how we conduct ourselves. And all the criticism that we have provided in the past has somewhat been a little bit toxic. I'm sure Roy will be the first to tell me that. But this season, we're going to come with a different perspective, a perspective that we started from the off, really. And no doubt it helped the team. There there have been occasions where we spoke to the likes of Botiak, we spoke to Jordi, and they know what fan power can do, what you guys getting behind the players can do for them. There have been several times where I've heard of fans getting on the, the backs of players through social media, getting in their private messages. We've never done that. We've never done that. And we've never told people to attack players personally at all. We don't condone it. We don't think it's the right thing to do. It's counterproductive. So this season, we're going to go back to basics. We're going to go back to the drawing board and go back to the, the attitude And the level that brought us to where we are today, I've let us down 100%. But things are going to change. If you want the no choftes that we had at the beginning where we went balls deep and we went balls deep, you're going to get it. It's time for a change. Back to basics. Babashilakamu.
And I left Tomono Refile and I wait except oh, oh, you, I was gonna end it in such a beautiful way, and then yeah, you it was no, but this guy said that you know I know if we paprebina bames to echtoseras napkasumen do apoteles manjinon but have xisi despizarodi desprocris yan artumestil left cosi angena yemosumen do ibedon do doni bafile costandino and xeramendo cadalaves. Sorry, still sorry, sorry. You know, Costandino, Costandino is the guy. You know when you, you go on a night out with your friends, right? And everyone is on a level. And then he comes in and he just tells everyone that, you know, there's there's a fire and there's a baby in the building and everyone sobers up straight away. He's the kind of guy. Buzz Killington. <laughs> <laughs> done. Done. End broadcast. <laughs> done. 